Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. Uh, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 13. Is it too late to do that? Um, okay, um, just before 10. Let's try to finish this before 10. Um, Heavenly Father, um, help us to abide in your word. Plant it deep in us. Help us to rest in it and to rejoice in these promises, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeremiah 13. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen belt <laughs> and put it around your waist, but do not let it touch water. So I bought a belt as the Lord directed and put it around my waist. So he wore it. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the belt you bought and are wearing around your waist and go now to Pirath. Let me look at the footnotes. Pirath or possibly the Euphrates. So that's the river up north. I think it's bordering Babylon. So go up to that river and hide it there in the crevice in the rock. So I went and hid it at Pirath as the Lord told me. Many days later, the Lord said to me, go now to Pirath and get the belt I told you to hide there. So I went to Pirath and dug up the belt and took it from the place where I had hidden it but now it was ruined um, and completely useless. Actually, you know, my t-shirt has like this fake belt. So kind of like he bought this belt, he wore it, and then uh, he dug a hole and just just uh, left his belt there. God said, go and take it back. And by the time he got it back, it was all worn out and, you know, dirty and, you know, unusable. Uh, it was ruined, completely useless, verse 7. Verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord says. In the same way. Okay, why, why, what's his business with the belt? In the same way, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem, these wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, will be like this belt, completely useless. For as a belt is bound round a man's waist, so I bound the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah to me, declares the Lord to be my people for my renown and praise and honor, but they've not listened. I think we'll just look at just this bit. I'll stop there. Um, it's kind of late. So there's this picture of this belt uh, that is worn out, and so it's a picture of how they've become completely useless because they've no longer listened to God. But this belt was initially something that was bound to God himself. So God wore this belt. God had uh, the people of Judah and Jerusalem as his pride. He was, he, they were really, really close to him. You know, um, and um, he loved them. I think that's the picture that you're meant to see with Jeremiah wearing this belt. God used to wear us around him. But because of our rebellion, God then, you know, turned us aside, planted us, or um, chucked us away, and because of that, we wore out because of our rebellion against Him. Yeah, I think that's kind of the picture we get here. I think both a picture of judgment, you know, that um, because of our rebellion, you know, we'll be cast away from God, like old clothing, you know, you throw it away. Uh, but also how, you know, God actually treasured this relationship he had with his people. 
you know, kind of like, I'm not sure everyone has a favorite belt, but maybe a favorite t-shirt, you know, um, something that uh, you've always loved and worn and, you know, it's just a part of you. Like, like you're the guy that always wore that t-shirt or that cap or, you know, whatever, those pair of sneakers. And it was identified with you. And so this piece of garment, this clothing was identified with God. And so there's that intimacy and that love and that closeness that God had with his people. And I guess it's such a shame that he has to cast it aside that's now useless, described that completely ruined and useless because of our rebellion. Um, yeah. Now, let's just look at, at a bit more. Verse 12, say to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, every wineskin should be filled with wine. And if they should say to you, don't you know that every wineskin should be filled with wine? And don't we know that every wineskin should be filled with wine? You know, every, like, you know, it should, yeah, but wineskin should fill it with wines, and we know this. Then tell them, this is what the Lord says, I'm going to fill with drunkenness all who live in this land, including the kings who sit on King David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all those living in Jerusalem. And I will smash them, one against the other, father and sons alike, declares the Lord. I will allow no pity or mercy or compassion to keep me from destroying them. So God is using a lot of picture language. I think this is the first time that uh, Jeremiah almost demonstrates this prophecy of judgment. Uh, in this case, it's the wineskins, and it fills it with wine. But in this case, it's drunkenness, and it's God's judgment. You know, that they would destroy one another because they're, they're incapable of sound mind, I guess. You know, they're drunken. But also, they'll smash one against the other, fathers and sons alike. Um, I'm not sure how that fits with the wineskins imagery. If it was bottles, it makes sense. But um, maybe somehow connected with how they will be self-destructive. God will fill them with their intoxication to the point that they will destroy one another, maybe, that kind of thing. And he says, I will allow no pity, no mercy, no compassion to keep me from destroying them. Um, so again, you know, a, kind of like a vivid picture that what God is warning against, you know, it's a real thing. You know, all these messages of judgment and call to repentance, it's, it's God's way of showing us that He's serious with His Word. And we need to pay heed, we need to repent, we need to, um, you know, take action based on what we're hearing from God. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for um, these very vivid pictures. You know, I think they uh, make it clear to us that you are speaking to us. Uh, in this case, it's of judgment and it's very unpleasant. But I think if it's meant to wake us up, if it causes us to turn back to you, then that's a good thing. But even if not so, it just shows that your word is true. You know, it's not empty. You know, these uh, threats of judgment, you know, they're real. And it also displays your truthfulness, your power to bring about what you've said you will do. So in all these things, you know, give us the kind of wisdom in terms of how to apply it to ourselves and then to speak this with love, with compassion, and also with faithfulness to others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So yeah, Jeremiah 13. Just, um, yeah, and, and I think it is just about 10 o'clock, so I should stop now. Thanks for watching. Bye, and God bless.